0: Sexual Quantumly Podcast Episode number 18 Today we are actually going to talk about something a little bit different Do you want to just snuggle up with a microphone with me, Andrew? Yes, I do So today uh, we are going to talk about aftercare And uh, no, this does not mean leaving your kids at aftercare This is actually taking care of your woman ...after you have fucked her brains out. This is probably one of the few things we have not properly spoken about... ...either on the podcast, live streams, videos, in articles. And um, I haven't even seen anyone else talk about it publicly either, really. Um, And uh, yeah, we're really quite sorry about that because it's such an important topic... And I don't really know why we haven't spoken, about it. I think for us, it's a little bit of a natural thing. I really enjoy the aftercare, and I think mm-hmm. you do as well. Mm-hmm. So we sort of take it for granted sometimes. Yeah. But most guys really don't understand the importance of it. And I think th- I think a lot of guys are worried. It's going to make me a bit effeminate. Like, it's like, it's not manly because you're supposed to, like, go back to work or fall over and sleep and pretend to be a cold asshole. Yeah. right?
1: Yes. Yeah, and it's a little bit misconstrued about what it is. And it might sound like, yeah, am I being a pussy for doing this? What am I doing? But I love what I, I saw in a guy's Facebook post the other day. It's like, we like, they're basically world travelers and they go, we love, love, and we love to travel around the world and share our message. So we get that if that's you. And For this podcast, we really want to show you how you can enrich the connection in the bedroom once you have literally, yeah, fucked her brains out. Or you might have had this really gentle, sensuous experience. And then when you do this, what will happen is sometimes it might bring up a lot of emotion for a woman and she'll be like, oh my God, thank you. She might be in a place like, oh my God, I just feel so vulnerable and I feel a little bit nervous and I feel like... I just need to have someone to talk to, kind of like debrief about the situation. So then you can be that yeah. person to be there and really facilitate that for her. Mm-hmm.
0: Not not sure how much of a misconception this is, but I know it's fairly common um, among, especially among younger guys, who think that after you sleep with a girl for the first time. It's it's like it's almost like it's more masculine to not give a fuck really, which is you know again you're just being an asshole and it's like this if you're worried about if something is not ma- the masculine thing to do, you should probably go ahead and do it, because <laughs> you need to push yourself in that you need to lean in to your to your fears and to your vulnerabilities right, and then what I think is a little bit more common among the older guys is as, as at least it's my experience, maybe you've had a different, but what I, I find is among the older guys, they probably take it a little bit more for granted than when you sleep with a woman for the first time, you will have aftercare afterwards. But they instead, when they are in a longer term relationship, they feel like the woman doesn't need aftercare anymore because oh, we already know each other. We've been through this already. But that's not the way it is. Every single time you have a deep, so okay, you don't need to have. After. If it's like a 30-second quickie in the in the fucking kitchen before you go to work, which can be fun and exciting, um, you probably don't need to have to care. But if you're having a really deep, long, sensual, uh, sexual connection, or if you're having one of those more raw, sweaty, screaming kind of exciting. Um, very dominant uh, experiences together. Doesn't matter if you've known her for three years or 10 years or whatever it is, you need to take your time, check in with her. Like, where is she at emotionally? Where is she at logically? How is she feeling about anything? Does she have any sort of little fears or worries running through her mind? Does she worry that you, let's say you had uh, like, a little bit of a play over her like being a slut and being objectified, and you're the master, she's a slave. let's say you had something like that afterwards th- does she worry that maybe you're gonna see her as that outside the bedroom now? Um does she feel completely fine? does she is she experiencing any kind of shame? Is there anything you can do to help her? Um, and you yeah. need, need to find out about this even after fifteen years of knowing the same woman. Aftercare is just
1: taking care. That's all it is taking care of the woman as as i always say leaving her better and wetter leaving her in a better position than you found her and then when you're there you are making sure that she is put back together that she feels in a really good place and she feels like the situation and yeah. the experience that you you both had was like fuck thank you so much and i really appreciate mm. what you gave me 100% so that's that's the super key that's the big key to all this And if she's coming out a little bit um, bamboozled and frazzled, then what... (laughs) Bamboozled and frazzled. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the same thing. (laughs) You want to make sure you're there as that loving, kind um, man to really go, can I facilitate? Can I do anything for you? And I love what Pierre said. It's like the younger syndrome. Like when we get guys who are more in there, like I can't open up because I get it. Some guys are really scared to open up. It's like, if I open up, then she's going to think I'm a pussy. Or if I, if the older guys, even doesn't matter. If if the guys are just emotionally stunted or emotionally constipated, as Pierre likes to put it, it's going to really restrict the connection and the depth of the depth of yeah the depth of connection that you're both going to have together, and that's actually going to stunt the relationship that you are building if that's what you'd like to go moving forward. And I, in tying this all together, I fucking love how guys say, like, remember the last retreat, it's like, oh, well, I don't know if she's my wife material, but the thing is, you don't know if she's your fucking wife material, because you're not opening up to see if she could be. Yeah. You're just seeing her on, like, a fucking narrow-minded perspective and going, hopefully this fucking one person is going to open up and show all these parts of themselves miraculously, then all of a sudden you're like, show that to me, and then she, you find this woman who does open up about this, and it's fucking rare, she's just as scared to open up um, as you are, she might be even more depending on her past or you might be more, but you yeah. literally as the man have to go first and lead, and that's the aftercare of leading and expressing and opening up, yeah. going a little bit vulnerable for you guys the other day, I uh, said to a woman, it's like, this might sound absolutely ridiculous, and I'm not saying you have to do this is But the thing is, expressing sexuality in all the ranges of emotion that you're feeling and where you're psychologically at and not holding back to express that in the moment with the person and when she can feel you're fully expressed, regardless if that's animalistic nature or it's more that slow and sensuous side, then that is fine. What I did with the woman the other day, I said to her, I go, I want to be next to you and holding you tight and I want to have a session where we're both next to each other and we're just crying and letting ourselves express and explore. Now you don't have to do that. You don't have to say it to that level, but what I really try and give you on this podcast as Pierre does, cause we're pretty fucking extreme dudes. Let's give you the extremity and you can take it back some notches. So then you can understand how much is in play and yeah, how much you can you know, connect.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's good. I'll let you it there as well. When I say things like slave master role plays or whatever, that I'll mention. If you're a guy who's who's been having sex with your wife in missionary for about two minutes and 35 seconds, once every two, two weeks for the last four years, and you don't talk about anything else than that, and you're completely emotionally constipated, you don't go from there just one day coming home from work and just be like, hey, where's my little slut at? Like, b- 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 build it up, right? I mean, it could be fun to really catch her off guard, well, like, if you don't know how
1: to actually deal with the situation, you got to be a little bit careful. Yeah, be a little bit... Um, that's where the calibration really comes in. We teach you guys a lot about that. But we get this. It's hard for, like, as men, we're taught don't open up, don't express your emotions, don't say how you're feeling. And looking after a woman, it's, like, where were we taught how to look after a woman? Where were we taught how to have, like, self-sovereignty? Where are we taught yeah. to have self-respect? And it's not really... Pierre and I really had to find find some mentors to learn about this. We had to a lot of soul searching ourselves and the thing is as we discussed before and i I'll on a previous podcast in short we literally have traveled across two different continents like pierre coming from sweden and myself coming from australia and then we met and like holy fuck, you've come to the same or exceptionally similar similar conclusions about the same thing about the way that um the way that people operate so to speak in human behavior yeah. And then we like really connected on that, and then we go like, fuck. And Pierre would be more logical and very like specific, and I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't know the specifics behind it, but I know this works in that regarding. But ah, oh, but this this is this, this that's why it's being very yeah. Popular. You're a little bit more like oh,
0: here's the emotions to to create sort yeah. of thing. It's like let's make this crazy intense adventure experience kind of thing. Where I'm a little bit more like. Alright, let's get this outcome, here's how we do it, let's go, let's fucking crush it, and let's kill anyone who's in our way.
1: Yeah, and it was good to have that understanding, that where Pierre was coming from, like, oh, fuck, this dude's, this dude's really smart, and then he's like, Pierre looked at me, he's like, this is some weird hippie fuck, but the thing is, I'll, uh, I'll deal with it, and I'll, uh, actually, he can elaborate a little bit, but for you guys, listening to this, it really, I hope you see the perspective of, like, when... I'll be talking about stuff. I'll be going more about a little bit of esoteric concepts, a little bit higher level, like thinking in the respect of like, sometimes it comes across a little bit convoluted and Pierre will go high level thinking with more intricacies and depth behind it, more logically um, stated, so to speak. Yeah. But in that regard, when it is in the bedroom with that woman, bringing it back to that, we get how tough it is to open up. We get how tough it is to actually share who you are. We've been there. Yeah. Fuck, some of the toughest times in my life was being scared to open up. Oh, it can be absolutely terrifying. It's like telling a woman, just like, even just telling her, I think you're really cool. <laughs> it's like, I, uh, I actually
0: used to have this, but this is way back in the day. I used to have this thing that if, when I didn't even know I did it, a girl actually pointed it out to me. Every single time I gave a girl a compliment... I would instantly insult her at the end of it. And I didn't know I was doing it. It was not like a a cognitive, like, let's do this as like a pickup thing, like with a push pull line. It was none of that. It was, I was literally, I would freak out so much. If I would open up and give her a compliment, I would have to insult her afterwards. Yeah, definitely. It would be like, "You're, you're, 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 you're pretty or like, I really like you or like whatever. And it would always be followed up with, like, some form of a tease. Insult is a little bit tough, but it, w- it would be some sort of a tease, like, for being, blah, blah, blah. And there would be some way to turn it into a joke and a little bit of a tease to her.
1: Yeah, definitely. Every time. I-, I see that as well. It was very, very much like, I have to have my guards up and yeah. hide who I was. Yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. It's being emotionally
0: fucking constipated. It was.
1: I, I got cracked open by a woman once. Holy shit, dude. She she cracked me open. It's like I want to see your vulnerability. That was that was probably the most and but that ain't even even saying that that was the most <clears throat> intense relationship of my life and the best relationship of my life. Sister, one when you broke your heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a guy actually just hit us up today. He's like, dudes. It's like, thank you so much for opening up and expressing what's going on. He's talking about a breakup, and then I told him, hey man, Pierre and I, Pierre's broke his heart twice. I've done it once. like pro- I say properly. I'm not just, like talking about all the other girls that we've dated in the meantime. Like I mean, like I'm talking the significant, significant impact where it's like sometimes that we will have a connection with a woman. But when we really have that heightened level, an elevated connection, that's the difference. And in saying that as well, fuck, that's why we're here doing this. Because we want you guys to have that same experience have those same experiences that we've had because nothing really compares in my opinion than actually having a woman who you really care about and she cares about you and you get to tell her what is going on for you and you get to care about her by yeah. even like some specifics about giving her a hug just like holding her holding eye contact yeah. like caressing the side of her face and really just um, grabbing her and kissing her gently. And the thing is, if you do do, like, really rough stuff, it's like the more that I'm rough with you, the more it means I care. It's like I want to – you might have more of, like, a warrior energy you want to rip your apart. And if you do and you've articulated this to your woman, she can feel like, fuck, you sort of – the thing is, that's what women crave and desire. It's like you're ripping her apart. But when you're doing this, she might need that nuzzle, nuzzling after. So it's like that ripping apart and then, like, that nuzzling um, – nuzzling beautiful fucking sensuality of just like that nice um beautiful just touches and caressing or having a bath together and having a chat so basically she's in a better headspace at the end of it because it would have been such a peak emotional experience and saying with the crying thing it's like the peak emotional experience and then when you've done that some of the best sex i've had is like the most rough and animalistic where you think It's like we are both wild animals about to put each other through the fucking wall. There was that heated passion in the moment. Or it's like that deep surrender and openness to each other where we can just cry and be there and let go, which is so fucking intense, both scenarios. But it allows you to get to know someone at such a call and it allows you to see them for who they are.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think when it comes to um, after sex, basically, the way it works, it's like a catalyst for all your emotions, at least if you do it right. So if you have sex, it doesn't matter if it's if it's raw and intense and you're pinning her down into the to the pillows and, you know, you can call her names. You can be really rough or if it's just slow, maybe you're just gazing into each other's eyes and it's just that deep connection and it's just this beautiful moment. It Doesn't really matter which, which type or maybe you go back and forth between each, it, it really doesn't matter. But after all of this, it's so intense and it's so primal and it's so intimate that at the end of this, your your emotions and especially hers, but yours as well, whether you know it or not, it could, could be unconscious if you're suppressing the side of yourself. But after sex, you will be a lot more vulnerable, right? And with vulnerable, it's not like, like you, you can you can be vulnerable in terms of what you say. But after a moment like this, you are vulnerable. It's not about being vulnerable. You just are vulnerable now, whether you like it or not, right? And when you're really, really vulnerable together with another human being, it's such a powerful moment where you can really decide to take things anywhere you like, right? Mm -hmm. It's the most powerful moment you can possibly have with another person. And when it comes to if you're a man, she's a woman and you're both heterosexual, uh, sex or sexuality is just the the easiest, most powerful vessel to get to this moment where you're completely vulnerable, but you can get to this moment with your mates, with, with fucking with clients. It doesn't matter. Who it is, it's just between two people, like it's this is just a powerful wave. You're two heterosexual people of different genders and you're attracted to each other, easy. But when you're in this moment, what I would really recommend that you do is you really dive deep into each other's psyche and each other's psychology, right? Like, what are her biggest fears? What are her biggest worries? What are her biggest concerns? What are her biggest values in life? What is she focused on? Like all of these things, like what does she really value? What's her number one core thing she wants? Is it trust? Is it connection? Is it fun? Is it craziness? Is it like, is it building a life? Is it, what is her thing, right? And what are her big, big, biggest fears, right? Is it that you're just gonna disappear one day or that you're just gonna change the way you feel about her? Or is it that, that you're just going to lose your power as a man? Is it that you are going to stop being being really deeply connected and caring with her? Is it that she's going to look be feel a little bit left out? Whatever it is, you need to figure all of these things out. Like, well, after sex or not. But after sex, when you're both so emotionally naked, go back and forth about these topics. And it doesn't matter... If you've been in a relationship for 15 years, it's completely irrelevant. Every single time after you have sex, you can just go deeper and deeper into these things. And and even if you think you'd be speaking about like her concerns and her worries and your worries about her and all these things for the last eight years, every time after you have sex, you're emotionally naked and you can just go deeper and deeper and deeper talk about how did you get these values how did you get these fears where are they coming from how can you support each other and you can go so fucking deep and while you're doing all of this you can just hold her and just look deeply into her eyes and you kiss her softly and you smell her neck And she does the same for you. You can even give each other a massage if you like. And, you know, have some candles, have some some relaxing sort of romantic music going on. And you can have these extremely deep moments. So if you do aftercare the quote-unquote right way, you know, if you get this right, the aftercare can actually be just as intense and rewarding and fulfilling as sex itself. If not even more. And with this kind of stuff, she will never, ever leave you. The level of connection that you will have with her is absolutely unbeatable. She can't get it with anyone else. Because there's no men who have the actual balls to do this. Yes, it requires courage, right? You have to have some fucking balls to really connect on this level. That's why it's masculine. You're able to do this while being strong. And hey, you can fucking cry. You can tell her about your fears, your insecurities. You just do all of this in a completely unapologetic way. And you own it. You own the fuck out of it. And you're proud of it. And that's the way you can do these things in a masculine way. And when you do that, she will be like, "Holy
1: mm. fuck! Who is this man?" Mm. Yeah, on 100 percent. It's it's crazy to see how many men don't do this. And when we teach all this stuff, I go, "The bar is not very high, gentlemen." Yeah, the bar is not high at all.
0: That that that's the biggest thing. Like. Really, if all you wanted to be was being in the top 1% of men, we can lit. we don't, we don't offer this by the way, but we could literally get you on a 45 minute Skype call and you could become in the top 1% of men in the bedroom. Instantly. That's how fucking easy it is. The bar is so low.
1: The bar is low. Most men don't know what they're doing. And the big thing is how many times do say women say connection? Now talking about connection for that, for the simplicity of this, A lot of guys just think connection is slow, sensuous, and taking your time. It is, completely. Intimacy is not sex either. We can do a whole podcast on that. But what we want to talk about is also when you're rough and animalistic, that is causing such a deep connection with the person in front of you. God damn! And then after this experience, you hold her, you put her back together. If it's a woman you just met that night, you can put her in a cab, make sure she got home nice. Nicely and send her a nice message the next day you don't have to buy her flowers or fucking propose but be that genuine human being and say how much you enjoyed her company and if she's a if she's an awesome woman and she reciprocates that holy shit then you are good to go but I want to make it clear with this it's going I'm doing this because I really have that person's best interest at heart and you're not thinking Oh, shit, when I'm cuddling her after it, that means she's going to fall in love. It's like, no. Some guys actually say, what happens if she falls in love? I'm just happy just to be with... I'm just happy to be with some women. The time in my life, I just want to be single for a little bit and want to find my wife later. But the thing is, you don't know if the next woman you're about to sleep with could be your wife. You don't know that. She- yeah, 100%.
0: It's it's. I think it's really, it's really great if you're like... I don't want a wife right now so i don't want to do these things that might jeopardize her falling in love when i'm not ready to settle down i it's actually a really good sign that you're worried about those things it means you're actually a human being with like real emotions and empathy that's fantastic right and if that's you i would be a little bit careful about too too intense how they have to care but that said why would you do that to yourself if if you're like I don't think necessarily I'm in this to settle down and find a wife that's cool but don't close the fucking door man there is nothing as extra noble or honorable but you as a man if you're like I'm gonna wait until I you know like play the field or blah 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 get all this shit out of my system you're never gonna get it out of your system to to fuck hot chicks right that's called getting be, getting 40 years old, your testosterone dropping, and you're not getting on testosterone replacement therapy. But if you get on TRT when you're 50, you're still not going to have it out of your system, right? So if you're like, where I'm at in my life, I don't want a wife, that's cool, but don't completely close the door on it.
1: Mm. Yeah, great. And if you do have your significant partner, and you're like, you're used to doing wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, We do teach on the retreat a thing called the pussy salute, basically putting your hand over her pussy and making her feel really relaxed after you have had sex. Because if you had done some like really rough sex or you've just had nice and sensuous sex, placing your hand just over her um, pussy, vulva, yoni, whatever language you do speak, you can do that. And you see how much she's going to be like, huh, fuck, it's really nice that you do this. And over time, when you keep doing this, as I said, she's just going to fall more in love with you because she goes, "This is the guy who cares about me." And the thing is, with aftercare, you're not thinking, oh, "I'll give her a hug," "I'll give her a quick scratch on the back," and "I'll give her a little kiss," and then I can roll over. It's like the aftercare finishes when she needs it, when when it finishes for her. Not thinking, "Fuck, I've had enough to, now. I've had enough now. Time to finish." It's like, no, wait for her. To give you that sign, you can tell from her eyes. And if you aren't that aware yet, because you can't really pick up on the signals, let her just really relax and really like let go. She might fall mm-hmm. asleep. She might just be there and let go completely. She might say some things. I thank you so much for doing this. If she's holding on really tightly and you can tell that she needs to, excuse me, a little bit more time with you, give her that time. You might just have that epic fucking crazy experience. Because I know when guys, they finish SQL... They go out into the world and they start having all these crazy experiences. And there's so much sexual repression in regards to what men want to do in the bedroom. Remember, like last time, the guy was saying what they want to do and they're practicing exercise about sexual expression. Yeah. And then finally, we had one of these dudes go out there and had a pretty wild night. I'll save the details, but he's like doing all these fucking <laughs> crazy. Cra- we get this every time. Oh. And he goes, dude, I actually, for the first time in my life, feel sexually expressed. Like I can act and I actually can take control in the bedroom and I can actually do what I've always wanted to. And you know what the fucking most hilarious part about this was or all this? He goes, dude, she thanked me for it. She told me it was one of her best nights she's ever had in the bedroom. And he goes, dude, I can't believe how much I got to let go. And then after that, by doing all this crazy shit, I was just there with her, having a chat with her and having a chat with her experience. And then holding it. And if you're thinking, having a chat with a woman after sex fucking ruins the fucking magic. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. It doesn't. You're just being genuinely curious. If you want to be an interesting person to a woman, the best way to do that is to be interested. And then when she can feel you're genuinely curious and genuinely interested, that's when she goes, oh, I feel relaxed. And that's part of the aftercare, the psychological, the, the, um, verbal aftercare. And then also she might be more inclined to having a snuggle so giving her a snuggle and then holding her tight and then if she has a great booty just grab that ass and pull her close like damn girl i love that shit yeah
0: i got nothing to add that's (laughs) fucking perfect
1: (laughs) what damn girl i love that shit yeah
0: yeah i gotta i gotta work on my american accent a little bit like
1: yeah (laughs) i don't know why i put on on the american accent when i go like damn i fucking love that ass girl it's kind of like if it's such an intense experience like giving her a Kissing and then like, or getting close to her neck and going. Burr, yeah. Burr. It's like taking kind of, the edge off a little bit. Yeah. Taking, changing that sound. Like you choked yeah. your cute fucking girl. <laughs> oh my God. That was yeah. so fucking sexy. you yeah. giving it up like that. Burr. Yeah.
0: I, I don't get why, why some guys are a little bit, they're not interested in the aftercare stuff. It's, this might, you, you could probably take this out of context and, and make this sound worse than it is. But for me, for the most part, I I'm not really too much into talking to, to girls. It's, 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 it sounds fucked up, but I'm not too much into having a, a, a conversation like that. Uh, cause, and that's mostly because I don't like speaking to people. Like I, I, I enjoy it's like, okay, let's talk about how to give our clients more results. Let's work out your problem. How can we find a solution? Like really deep things, but like regular small talk, it just doesn't interest me at all. The only times you will really he- hear me speak is like, this is on a podcast or it's on a retreat or it's on a Skype call with actually aftercare with, with clients. That's literally it. Throughout the day, I'm fucking quiet because I don't enjoy talking. But so w- when I'm in a fucking relationship or if it's a girl, that I'm just dating or seeing casually. It's like. I- I'm just quiet, man. I don't talk to them, really. Not much at all. But after sex, I actually really do enjoy talking to them because it is this really emotionally naked moment, and I'm really enjoying diving really, really deep into both of our psyches and being super vulnerable. So for guys who don't, who are like not really into into the aftercare, I don't, I don't personally understand it. And if you're one of those guys, then you're really missing the fuck out. This is where the magic fucking happens, bro. It's like, imagine you're building a business, right? And you're selling this product and you're giving them a product. That's cool. But then you have no customer service. Where's the customer service? Without any customer service, they're not going to stick around. The lifetime value of a client is going to go down. You're not going to have referrals. You're going to get a bad reputation. You know, it's the same with fucking women, bro. You got to take care of the customer. That's fucking leadership.
1: What's my roi what's my roi if you're just thinking roi on this woman and not thinking about yeah what's the aftercare for your customer you fucked up yeah how can i really give this woman an insane experience if you see sex as a transaction
0: you're fucked what you get to see is as is every time you sleep with her even if it's an 18 year marriage every time you sleep with her after the sex you are now emotionally and psychologically vulnerable. You're in a very vulnerable place. And it's an opportunity for both of you to literally... It's basically like a fucking... Like, it's a therapeutic moment for both of you. Dive deeply into each other's fears and worries and concerns and plans for the future and what you want to do, what kind of future you want to build together and the future outcomes, everything that you want, and really make sure you get it right Every time after sex, you will let go a little bit more. It's like, you know, you, you like if you drink a little bit too much or you, you, you do some other type of drug that helps you open up. Sex is that drug without the actual hangover. It just feels better afterwards. And then afterwards, you open up these, these vessels and you can use that to grow and to get deeper with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's super powerful. Super, super powerful. And when you're when you're with a woman and she can feel that you genuinely care and you're there after, she's like, I'm fucking losing my mind with you. Who are you? What type of man? What type of man does this? And it's because you go, I'm here and I care and I get to be with her. And we get this. We actually, it's like a few different types of guys. We get some guys who are like, you know what, I know how to connect deeply and open up and that part's easy. But this is for the guys who so are more like the, I'm a warrior, I don't need to fucking, I don't need to do that shit, I'm just gonna go out there, conquer and just fuck her and roll over. It's like, no, you still have this like beautiful, beautiful side to you that's more like a nurturing, more, more nurturing, loving side to you that's really caring. Tap into that. Tap into that. That's why we want you to tap into this because that's where that connection is. That's where everything is fostered. That's where things come from. And she's going to be like, this man is a man who I want to keep around in my life. Now, I get it. If you're a guy who just wants to go out there and just meet chicks and not do anything else, and that's cool. But if you're a guy who's like, I'm looking for my partner, start being willing to sit down with her after and have a chat with her, give her a cuddle, and really tap into the woman who she is behind the veil. I fucking love it. Like, personally, I know Pierre says he doesn't like talking before him. I love talking beforehand, I love getting to know them and then I even love even more just as Pierre said, I love getting to know them behind what is behind that curtain, what is behind that veil and they're going to see that as aftercare of you genuinely caring and understanding who they are, their wants, their dreams, their, their, their fears, their, their plans for the future, why they're doing certain things and when they can do that they go, fuck, this man is a, a, a awesome human being and that's, that is the place that you want to be in because that is when women will start flocking to you and they'll be like i need you to be my life you'll get women i I think we discussed this on yesterday's podcast about opening up and going i i feel so vulnerable and naked around you and the thing is when you start giving this woman this aftercare she'll see that you actually obviously care because you're taking care and she's gonna be like yes finally a man who isn't afraid to open up. And the thing is, she might be terrified to open up. And not to mention, you might be getting women. You'll, do you know how you sometimes get buyer's remorse from women or they get a bit frustrated? You're going to reduce buyer's remorse when you fuck a woman. Because you've actually had this experience where you get to open up and she's like, ah, oh, he's a human being. He didn't like just try and play me. Or what's going to happen, we get a lot of guys saying as well, like, dude, she's so closed off. She doesn't open up. She is... She's like, she says she's got these massive walls and things like that. I get it. Women will have these walls because it's like, if you aren't willing to open up and go first and show who you are, she's going to be afraid to open up herself. She may have had an abusive relationship. She may have been with someone who didn't really care about her or took her for granted or sexually um, abused her. There's so many um, aspects into this, but the true freedom lies in getting your, getting yourself to open up to her and that can be just like a vulnerable hug and being there giving her a, a cuddle thinking oh my god i've never done this before or telling her hey i actually fucking like you and that is part of the aftercare and you're not saying it because we're telling you to say i fucking like you you're saying it because you actually mean it and if you don't have something to say give her a specific compliment that is to her about what you really appreciate about something about her energy something about who she is or something about the individual that you really appreciate and that you admire and then when you're doing this it could be as simple as like giving her that cuddle it sounds so fucking giving her a cuddle putting on a movie and just letting like the dust settle opposed to the fucking insanity that just ensued and i know when we're on the retreat we go like we, we, we'll perplex a lot for a while going just open up and tell her how much you care and guys are like ah oh, I uh. <laughs> and I'm like dude this is where the magic happens yeah but if I tell her that I might lose my power and control like you're in the most power and control when you know you don't have control that's when you have the most power it's like I love, one of my best friends passed away and left me a quote, don't fear uncertainty. And has left me with that for the rest of my life. And that usually guides me into the place, places that I am today. And It's a beautiful place that Pierre and I, I are in now. We get to travel, be around the world, drink coconuts for a living. It's a, it's a fucking great, it's a, it's a great thing. People ask us what, what we do. Usually sometimes if we just see the straighty 180 or, or like basically straighty 180 means it's just like, they're just really right down the line and you can just tell, we just say, hey, we do marketing and drink coconuts for a living. It's, it's easier, but at the same time, when we find someone and we really get to show who we are at that call, uh, nothing is more satisfying and enriching than that. But living with that uncertainty and it's tough, but it will pay so many dividends in the future. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a great ROI and it's going to be a fantastic, it's going to be a fantastic investment because if you don't do this aftercare, what, what's the consequence of not doing this? It's, you're not going to get to know a person at their fucking core. And this will stunt you from actually knowing if she could be the, the, uh, the one essentially, or, your your significant
0: partner yeah it's like building a house right let's say you buy a house you build a house or whatever and you don't take care of it whatsoever right you don't uh you know fix up the the paint on the outside of, um, of your house you don't take care of your roof um if there's like it will be a leakage every now and then and you don't take care of that you don't call a plumber um you know, all, all these different things that you need to do to maintain your house. That's It's the same thing in a relationship. If you're not consistently taking care of the relationship, it will deteriorate, right? And the most important time in your relationship is those moments after sex. It's just basically an irrefutable law of how to really make sure that your relationship stays healthy long-term and that your woman will not leave you, will not cheat on you, will not get sick of you. It's give her incredible sex and then after the sex, you give her deep, meaningful connection, right? And that's the aftercare. Without this, your house is going to deteriorate and, you know, you're just going to, shit away your fucking investment
1: mate your fucking slab's gonna erode and then it's gonna get termites in your timber and that's not gonna be a good day that comes out my um building knowledge (laughs) I was gonna become a builder but then I thought I'd uh no I was gonna make a really fucking just bad joke but we'll move on from that yeah we can we can put we're gonna put my wood and other things (laughs) wink wink (laughs) (laughs) dad joke fuck if, it's, if the jokes are getting that bad, maybe <laughs> I should start moving into fatherhood. Well, we're getting there, we're getting old. Australian dad jokes. Yeah, uh, they're probably the worst. I, I, yeah, I don't know what
0: would be. would be cringier, really. So, let's move on from that. Um, what's, the, what's the danger of not doing aftercare? She,
1: she could literally like, think that you took advantage of her. We've seen that multiple times before. Mm it's like, yeah, as I was saying before, we did touch on it, like the buyer's remorse of the next day she's going, oh my God, she had this sexual experience. And then she goes, oh, fucking, Billy fucked me last night. Some guy at the pub and he was like, oh my God, a little bit rough. And he didn't give me the, and he just like took advantage of me when I was drunk. Well, Billy, if you're out there and you're doing this, I highly suggest you start doing some stuff what we did on the podcast because... What's going to happen is this is not going to be a good day for you. if This consistently happens.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. And it's the same thing, even in a relationship, if you don't do any of the aftercare, and like I said, if you're in a five year fucking relationship and you're having a quickie in the kitchen before work, that's fine. Right. Uh, but I would still shoot her fucking message. Like, Oh, th- 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 thanks for the coffee. Wink, wink or whatever. Right. Just a little bit of an acknowledgement afterwards. Um, but especially after the more, more intense things, because the thing is, it can be super hard for a woman to be objectified in the bedroom, but she does not like feeling like she's being taken advantage of. That's it. It's, it's, there's a big difference, even though it's a little bit of a nuanced difference. The difference in how she feels about you is absolutely, it's just night and day, Right. If, if you're not taking this this seriously, she will actually not feel emotion. Maybe you can fulfill her physically, right? You can fuck, fuck her brains out. But if she doesn't feel emotionally fulfilled, and we touched on this before in the podcast, if you're not satisfying her emotionally or mentally, she will need to get that satisfaction elsewhere. That's how women start looking around. There they will be some other guy at work who is, like, really tapping into the depth of her psyche and really getting to know her, her fears, her biggest values, all these kind of things, and she's getting to know that about him. And it starts off super fucking innocent. It's not like she's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this guy. It's just some guy that she needs to have conversations with at work either way because she will be fucking rude if she's not because he's part of her fucking team, right? Team at work, right? And let's say he just happens to be attractive. It's not like she's going to not feel attraction, just like you are. Like, if you see another chick that's hot, even if you're in a relationship, there still is attraction there, right? So she's going to be talking to him, and then it's going to be lunch breaks, and he's going to be a part of the fucking team. So she'll be talking to him and other guys and other girls and women in the fucking team. And then, you know, like you're all sitting there, and then maybe one time it's... You know, someone else, maybe they're having lunch together, a bunch of them. And one of the other team members gets called in to do some fucking emergency thing. And now it's just her and him sitting there for like 30 minutes. And it turns out he really gets her on a deep, deep level. And then she starts contrasting to you. And it's like, oh, he, my boyfriend or husband doesn't understand me like this. And, doesn't do this, da, 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 and all these kind of things. And sooner rather than later, she's going to start emotionally cheating on you. And the emotional cheating is going to lead to physical cheating. And then you're going to stand there one day. You're going to lose half your fucking assets. You're going to be really out of control. You're going to be really stripped of all control. And guess what else? You're going to be left in the fucking dust. All this stuff you've been building up with her, the family, the tribe, all this shit, for nothing. You're literally going to be
1: outcasted. What about, what about your spreadsheets? Yeah, and yeah. what about your fucking spreadsheets? And breaking that all down on the spreadsheets. That will be fucking rough. I've done that before. Holy shit. I've had to break down spreadsheets for dudes when they're going through um, rough situations like this. Holy shit. And you start seeing the financial decimation because of this. And I get it. You've gone out there. You've learned how to hustle to make money. You've gone out there to hustle to get a good body. You've gone out there to really get that finance behind you. But... These little things will fucking destroy your empire. They will destroy your empire that you've built. You've taken so long to build up. And sometimes all she might've needed was some words of reassurance, some physical touches of like reassurance, some little scratches to show that you care. That's, that's all she might've needed. And we get it, you haven't learnt this because your head has been in a different game for your whole life in regards to understanding finances, understanding business, understanding marketing, whatever it may be, but now we're here to say, reach the fuck out to us if you would like some really, really in-depth core concepts about this stuff so this will never happen to you. First and foremost, we always say, go apply what you've learned on this podcast because that's where the real change is going to happen. We we get it. We just don't want you to be in that position where it's going to fucking hurt you financially. But you know what? Finances can always come back. What, what, what can't come back and is exceptionally hard to come back is the emotional the emotions that went into this and that feeling of betrayal and trust when you like might be pointing the finger at the woman going, you fucked up. Or it's like, no, you might have just been reading the situation completely wrong the whole time. And she might just wanted a beautiful kiss on the lips and for you to caress her. And for you to just like give her a nice like stroke on the head to go, hey, I care about you. And I'm here for you. Whatever you need. I got you. And I'm here. And I really, really love you. And i appreciate you being the woman you are to me i appreciate you being the woman who you are because that woman who you are i deeply care about and i thank you for showing me who you are because i really love that person i really care about that person and thank you for supporting me the man i am today thank you for supporting the vision i have and thank you for seeing how it works it works together and in a beautiful relationship Having those goals that are joined together, moving forward of going, this is where we're striving for really helps a relationship out. Like, this is what we want to do together. And is it aligned? And does she support you with what you do? And when you get that support, you can just feel that aftercare flipping the other way. Like, what do you need as well? Sometimes like, man, you're a man. You don't need a cuddle from a woman. Fuck. Sometimes it's just so beautiful. You might've had the most insane session for her to sit there, caress you, scratch your back give you a nice kiss on the um, lips or when she like nuzzles into your chest and you she's just there nuzzled in and you're holding her close and then she's just like looking at, at you with those doting eyes. Sometimes you need that. You might have had a rough day. You might even just need the aftercare of you've had a massive day in the office and what you need is a feminine touch. I know if I'm going hard at what I'm doing, sometimes it's having a chick there who I can just like literally cuddle and I get to forget about the world Sometimes, just because it's just nice to have that beautiful female feminine essence just around so then she can allow me to like drop in and go, ha, oh, it's a beautiful fucking thing when you get a woman where you get to hold that space of aftercare for her and she gets to do that for um, you. And then when you can have that really that flow back and forwards of like you genuinely have each other's best interest at heart. That's what aftercare essentially is. I have your best interest at heart and you have mine. We're a team, we're doing this together, and let's make this fucking hustle. Let's make this work. Sorry, hustle isn't the right word there. Let's make this work so then we can actually genuinely go, Oh, I care about you. And thank you for being in my life and being willing to have a hard conversation if you need to, to communicate that effectively about what you need from your aftercare and what she needs. Because sometimes if you've just given her an insane experience, and she might be a little bit bamboozled. Oh, she might be okay from the fucking situation. Like she's like, hey, I'm really feeling in a good place. But you might be emotionally taxed. That's when she can really take over, give you that cuddle and put run her hands through your hair, whatever that may be for you. Because I think that gets overlooked as well. It's like we just do the aftercare. We've touched on that for pretty much the whole podcast today. But what I want to make it clear is it's beautiful when then she can take that care and look after you. And you're not less of a fucking man if she does look after you and give you those scratches and a kiss. Sometimes it's such a beautiful thing to let go and just like, huh, she can look after me. But we're not looking on on that note. We're not looking long term. It's a fine line between looking for like that woman who's caring and loving and just like looks after you in that moment. But we're not looking for a fucking mummy to like look after you in every aspect of your life. And you're not looking for like a mummy or a babysitter because then she'll get turned off and her... Pussy will get drier than a fucking desert. It's like when you're being vulnerable, it's being open and going, hey, this is who I am. This is my weaknesses. This is everything on the table about my fullness in regards to my dark, my light and my shadow. Dark and shadow are the same thing. But when she can see that and you're not like going, please try and fix me. Please try and fix me. I'm fucked up. It's kind of like, yeah, I'm showing you a part of myself that I wouldn't show anyone else. And then she gets to come in there and hold you and be there for you. And it's a beautiful embrace and it's actually a vulnerable thing for you to do as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and that is really well put. Um,
0: Yeah, I don't really have too much else to touch on when it comes to to the FTK. I think it's pretty straightforward from here on out. Be vulnerable. Let go of your fucking mask. Don't try to be tough. Don't try to be cold. Um, Understand that For the most part, most women really need a very, very deep emotional connection with you. They want extremely deep trust, comfort, and connection. They want to make sure that there are not going to be any sudden changes in your relationship. You're on a stable, secure path, right? That's what majority of women really, really, really crave. However, there are some chicks who don't care as much about that. They're a little bit more, uh, a little colder, a little bit more rougher on the edges where, where they're like, yeah, that was good. I, I, you made me come, sweet, let's move on. You mean a like that, you don't need as much aftercare, but you will still need some, always need some, right? So again, you always need to tap in to the woman that you're with. You always need to, understand, or women, but you need to tap into your partner really deeply and actually find out what do they actually need and then you give them that and then when you give them that they will give you what you need and what you want as well it's a win-win situation um yeah do you
1: have anything else to add to this no it's it's always win-win yeah 100 if you if it's not win-win for the your partner and you don't really you don't really care what the fuck are you doing Make sure you really tap in to who she is, what she wants, and then you. The more that you're with your partner, you'll understand what type of aftercare she needs. Sometimes she might need more of like verbal, or sometimes she might need more physical. So that's probably the last thing that I want to add on to that. So then when you can really know what she needs and what, she, or she might need a bit of column A, column B, a bit of verbal and a bit of a physical, and then because there's something some women are more like orientated around cuddles. It's like which woman fucking doesn't like cuddles? It's like holy shit. Like, it's fucking insane. Like, can I have a cuddle? Like, you get to know a woman at her core. Even the most toughest, fucking hardest bitches you've ever met in your life, they're going to be like... Oh, you're going to... They're the ones who need the cuddles the most. And the most, um... The most, like, fucking words of affirmation, you can say. And the nurturing words. But the thing is, you'll just see how much she's just, like, really relaxed, let's go, and has an experience with you that she's never had before because you're willing to be that person who has the experience after the experience. The experience is the sexual, but the experience after is what most men miss. And that's why we have spoken about that today. So it's always the experience after the experience is that's going to, to highlight in her mind of what an amazing guy you are. And then she's going to want to have multiple more experiences with you in the future. So with that all being said, just to wrap it all up and tie that all together, Make sure you have a woman's best interest at heart. You stay with her when you're in the aftercare, making sure that when you're there with her, you're not trying to force her to go, hurry up, I've given you the cuddle. Hurry up, I've given you the kiss. Let her take her time to really in take as much time as she needs to be there. Be that genuine dude who goes, hey, I, you can just be there, take that time, and I'm going to be here whatever you need. Pretty much the same as what I just said now. And with when you're with her, don't be afraid to go deep when you're in the sexual fucking experience, but then don't be afraid to go psychologically deep and have a really great chat with her and also give her the physical touches if that's what she needs. Or check in the next day or if you had a woman you just met that night, put her in a taxi if she came to yours and don't be afraid to pay. Put her in the taxi and send her on her way and say, really appreciate her for the amazing experience that you both had in that moment. And if you did like her, don't be afraid to open up and express that part to her.
0: Absolutely. At the end of the day, don't be a fucking pussy and don't be a cunt.
1: Well, that's probably going to be a quote in the future. So, yeah, we're saying that. It's like we guys, it's like you're a pussy if you don't open up. It's like we just basically say you're a pussy if you're you're afraid to express who you are. And we get that's tough because maybe you're emotionally stunted from the past or things might have gone on for you. But the thing is, go first, open up, see who she is. And then when you see, show who you are, see who she is, and then you can go forward and go, hey, I actually want to spend time with this person moving on. Don't judge the cookie before it's cracked. So. Awesome, yeah. Do you have anything else to add, should
0: we wrap it up? No. All right, sweet. So, if you want to support the movement, number one, we are here to actually create change. So the best thing you can do what the, the real reason why we do this podcast is to give you a bit of a roadmap to give you um, some guidelines some ideas none of this is written in stone you can you know you can go against these at any time but for the most part, The way that you are going to have results in your life from this, the way you are going to have really good outcomes, the way that you are going to be able to have a lot of fun, bring women on your adventure, the way you're going to really connect deeply and make sure that you get things right is by embodying the stuff we're telling you about, right? We are sick and fucking tired of the circle jerkers out there. This is a massive call to fucking action to all men, right? What you need to do when you're listening to this, you don't need to have pen and paper out. We understand you're doing things, you're driving, you're doing it, doing whatever. But whenever something really strikes you, keep it in your mind, and whenever you have the opportunity, write it down. You know, it's not a school, you're not gonna have a fucking proficiency test, we're not gonna make sure you're fluent in fucking sexual quantum leap school of thought, it's none of that shit. But When there is something that really strikes you, just write it down and remind yourself. Maybe keep a little bit of a notepad in your phone about the SQL podcast insights and in our articles and everything. And whenever something really strikes you, write it down. And once a week or a couple times a week, go through those notes and ask yourself, how can I really embody this to make the world fucking better? How can I help be a catalyst to really make masculinity rise again? right so embody this shit right give women incredible sexual experiences become that man that she always wanted to have in the bedroom be a leader you know have great effect on the world around you so that's number one number two what you can do to take it one step further is share the podcast with those who need if you're a woman listening to this share this with the men in your life if you're a man share this with your fucking brothers that's it and then, of course, if this stuff resonates with you and you feel like you are ready to take more advanced hands-on training, that's available as well. All you do is you reach out to us on Facebook. Um, you go to Andrew is Andrew Mioc. My name is Pierre de Sosa. You find us on Facebook easily through the links on the podcast. You go to the website, andrewmioc.com. Shoot us a message and we'll get you on a super quick little call. Find out more about you. Um... Not going to make you make any decision on the phone. We just want to literally be your fucking advisor. That's it. We just want to be of service. So if you think you might want the advanced training, let us know. Get on a quick 10, 15-minute call. And if things look good, then we will invite you on a proper long call where we will really go deep in everything that you need to know about this so that you can feel like you really know that you're making the right decision, right? And so that you can make sure that you get the outcome that you want. And this is the type of experience that you would like. And the brotherhood that you need in your life. And so that you can really find out what we are going to do for you. Because we want this to be the right decision for you. Because we're here to fucking serve you. So that's it for another podcast. Do you have any last words to say, Andrew?
1: Thank you so much. And we will see you tomorrow.